All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for today's episode, all the way from Jersey City, New Jersey, none other than Diana Sutherland. Now, Diana, thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. And it's an honor to be here. <laughs> oh, I love it. I can't wait to dive into the series of questions. Everybody out there to get to know you as, as a person, a professional, and the whole story. Uh, so, Diana, if you're ready to rock, let's just uh, dive into the series of questions. Sure. All right. So first one being, I mean, just kind of the intro is telling everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what got you into the biz and where you are to today. Great. So I actually ran another company for a long time, for 20 years um, before I did real estate. Wow. My family were big real estate investors my whole life. Uh, my mother was in design. I just, I was kind of involved in that world or around it when I was young. Mm -hmm. But then I ran a company for 20 years and I did training for Fortune 500 companies. I did sales training. Wow. So in doing the sales training, mm -hmm. I was constantly, I was, you know, teaching all types of things like reading body languages, assess assessing different communication, personality types, communication skills, um, uh, overcoming objections, a lot of things that we deal with in real estate, but it hadn't really occurred to me to do real estate at that time. Huh. But I was, I was buying and renovating houses and condos just for myself because I love doing it. I also went, um, studied interior design and I was going to be a designer. And while doing all of this, I thought, you know what? I think I'll just get my real estate license and do it part-time. I think I'll do it part-time while I'm running this big company. Wow. So, um, I started, you know, trying to do it part-time and sure. then within my first year, I became the top realtor in my office and in Northern New Jersey for the company I was working for. Wow. So I thought, and I was trying to like straddle with one foot in both worlds. And I thought <laughs> I can't do this anymore. So I realized that kind of all the skills were kind of coming together to be sort of the perfect storm for this business, wow. both the dealing with people, the, you know, all the things that I had been teaching people for so long about sales in sales training hmm. and all the design, all the aesthetics. I, I have a passion for architecture and design. So um, it just was the right fit. Sure. So, you know, and I love, I love dealing with people. So hmm. I got to constantly do that. I'm also very much a workaholic. So the kind of thing when somebody says to me, the more you work, the more you, the more successful you are, was like all I needed to hear. So wow. it was, it was pretty crazy. I was just, um, you know, I just was right out of the gate, like working like crazy. And I loved it. It was, it was the perfect fit. I, I love that, that background into it, Diana, because as you're mentioning it, you know, we're talking about 
having your involvement at an early age, there's so many different segments of real estate and, and just correlations between design and getting involved in sales. That is massive. And there's so many people that are tuning into this and say, okay, well, you know, it's huge for communication and integration and really understanding personalities because this is a people business. So yes. what better yes. transition with all of your knowledge and all your back 20 years into that? I mean, you've, I'm sure you've learned a few things in that yes. time, yes. Diana, to say the least. Uh, but, but what was the thought process when you were, when you were really straddling that line and you said, okay, now's the time for real estate what was going through your mind there and what was that like? Let's kind of take us back to there and then moving forward, I guess. I think I just, I got so caught up in it because I was, every career I've been in, I've dealt with people and I Mm -hmm. love working with people. And I think I was able to practically put to, to use the things that I had been teaching the things mm. that I've been, you know, it was like, oh, wow, this is in a practical setting, how this works, you know? <laughs> and, and the thing is, I got, I loved it. I just mm. found that real estate sort of took me over. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to, what do I want to do? Do I want to do this or do I still want to do this? It wasn't like that. It was just sort of, it just sucked me in wow. until I didn't have a moment to think about anything else I had done before. And, and I loved watching it all in action. You know, I, I teach, I have a team and I, and I very much, you know, love to teach my team about communication skills. When you go in, you know, try to uh, listening skills. So many people don't listen. They want to talk so much so they can make sure that a client understands that they have a knowledge of this market. They want to prove how knowledgeable they are, but they're not listening. They're not asking the right questions. You know, there are, you know, sometimes they're afraid of objections instead of really wanting to hear those objections. So you know how to answer them, you know how to speak to them. And the other thing I love that's always been part of it for me is really assessing the personality type of who who I'm working with. Sometimes you'll have a couple and one of them, and very often this happens, one of them is a numbers driven person. Mm -hmm. One of them is a very much a spreadsheet person. And then the spouse will be the emotional buyer. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, I love, I could just picture us sitting here for dinner. Look at this. (laughs) wonderful dining room and look at this and look at the view and look at and so you have to really pivot between the two you Mm. have to know how to speak to this particular personality style and then speak to this one but you can't do that unless you're seriously seriously paying attention Mm. and you watch how they react you see what what's speaking to them and you know it it it's a way to get their confidence, you know, and, sure. and so often, again, you deal with couples and they could be the polar opposite, mm-hmm. or you have couples where one is absolutely mind is way out in the suburbs and the other one wants a totally urban market. <laughs> and so you have to be all these things to all these different people, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, so, and I love that it keeps it, 
exciting and interesting. And if you really care about really making those clients happy rather than, you know, well, I've got to sell this many in a certain month. And it's, you know, if you really are there for the right reasons, Hmm. it's exciting and it's always changing. And, you know, so I think it just, it, it sort of sucked me in, you know, it was the right fit for me, you know? Yeah. And look, we don't always love exactly the properties that our clients love, you know, so we have to fake it a little bit. But, fair, enough, fair enough. But the thing is, I love, um, I've also worked my whole career mm-hmm. with developers. I've worked with a mm-hmm. lot of developers on wow. mid-rise buildings, high-rise luxury buildings. And that's another part of the, it's another part of the business that I'm very, very passionate about. You know, and, um, you know, so, you know, I do tons of residential real estate, but I do, I do work with a lot of developers as well. So, you know, it gives, it gives me a chance to, you know, get excited about the architecture and the design and all of that. Well, Diana, as you're, as you're mentioning that, and again, there's so, so many beautiful takeaways. We haven't even gotten to the second part where everybody's tuning in just so you're dropping so much knowledge. And again, your, your, your experience in communication and understanding the situation and being extremely self-aware is crucially important. I mean, this is a people business, but it's a sales business. And, and, and I, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit when people look at that as a, a negative connotation. I mean, Sales is, is, is a wonderful career path and, and looking at it from the standpoint, you're just trying to identify what people's needs are and helping them, you know, achieve their goals and there's nothing bad against it. Uh, but to that point, you're, you're diving very deep uh, into that, which I love. And I know the audience is appreciating it. We're, we're just scratching the surface here, everybody. So you're welcome. But, you know, Diana's on here for a reason, but, but I want to talk about, um, I, I guess the team real fast and, and why you decided to start a team, because there's so many different ways to get involved in real estate, individual producer, you know, broker owner, team lead, all the different aspects of what's going on there. But I do want to talk about development as well and high rises because your knowledge is through the roof when it yeah. comes to that. So but let, let's talk about the team real quick. Why, okay. when you got into real estate through your career path, why did you start a team um, and kind of what was your thought process during that time? So I, I, I'm one of those people, I love to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I can have 18, you know, plates spinning in the air at a time. I love it. It's not always good. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that's, that's like a quality that I love about myself, oh. but um, it's not always an asset. I got a little overwhelmed. I had so much business coming my way and I needed to learn to delegate. And that's one it in the beginning. Now I love to delegate, but for a long time, it was really hard. It was very hard for me to let go of control. It was very hard. First of all, I absolutely needed an admin, a transaction manager. I never wanted to touch contracts even setting appointments. I Even in my old business, I never really, they used to joke, and this goes back a million years, <laughs> that I didn't even know how to use a fax machine. Oh, come on. <laughs> because I was like, do this, you know, but get it off my desk, off my desk, whatever was not important. It's, Oof, I, love that. I knew what I did well, and I let go of the things that I did not do well. Brilliant. So 
Um, and, and I love working with buyers, but I knew that I could not exponentially grow without a team. Mm. without other agents working with me and okay. and being able to pass them along a lot of buyers yeah. I don't and and the thing is I love still being a little bit involved helping mm. coach them watching them grow watching right. them get better at it you know I love that teaching part of it mm. and you know then it comes back to me tenfold you know wow. so mm. i i couldn't have kept growing without that wow. you know and i it, and it only works if you care about them growing along with you mm-hmm. you know so you know so that's been super important i right? i love that diana and and that shows your heart and your character and and your work ethic identifying obviously strengths and weaknesses internally, bringing on the right people to surround yourself to continually help each other grow as a team and and see everybody rise. That high tide raises all ships uh, scenario. And and again, earlier on, as you had mentioned, loving to share knowledge and teach and see them grow. That, that's a beautiful thing. Fostering that relationship into a team or any, anything for that matter is not commonplace. I wish it was, um, but unfortunately, it's just not uh, something that you see every day. So I'm glad that you're representing, again, the industry to the highest of standards, in my mind, uh, by doing it that way, for sure. It's just a beautiful and it's thing. Also, it's exciting to, to help them understand what they're good at. Sometimes they don't have the experience maybe to know they haven't been in the in the workforce long enough or in the professional world to know, hey, you're really great at this. Do you you help them, you help them discover those things about themselves and what their strengths are? And that's exciting to me. Whenever we take on a new team member, we do a personality assessment. We understand. What are their strengths? What do they maybe need a little more work on? What is their communication style? What, you know, what is going to be the best way to communicate with them and to motivate them? And I love that part of it again, but it's all that people oriented stuff that, you know, that I love. (laughs) I think it's great, but internally to your team, uh, externally to your clients and, and everybody ended up being a part of the family. I think it's important just to know who you're talking to and how to. Uh, but I, I do want to go into uh, what I think is a fascinating part of your knowledge bases among so many other things is talking about developers and, and projects and high rises. What, what got you excited about that world? And let's talk about that a little bit because um, okay. you know, it's just so interesting. So I lived in Manhattan for years and I moved out to Jersey City. I lived a little bit in Hoboken, but I have been in in downtown Jersey City for a long time and I watch it evolve. Mm -hmm. Now, the entire skyline, there's high rises everywhere. And what's it? I started, interestingly, I kind of fell into it, mm-hmm. working with developers my very first year in the business, and wow. it never stopped. I mean, <laughs> it's just been continual. And I've worked on high rises. I've been director of sales in large buildings, wow. directors of leasing in very mm-hmm. large buildings. And mm-hmm. it's, I love watching, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't, there are a lot of things in my background that I bring to the table in sure, that sure. world. I've helped them pick finishes for certain buildings. Mm-hmm. There's all, all kinds of things like that. 
but I love overcoming. I love teaching my team. That's mm -hmm. it might be an on-site team, how yeah. to overcome objections, how to be creative, how to think out of the box. Mm -hmm. I love to come up with ideas for developers, how to think out of the box. I, mm -hmm. I worked with a number of them after the market crash, which was wow. boy, that yeah. was trial by fire and learned so much. And you kind of, you know, after, and, and I was working with a number of developers at that mm -hmm. time because they were panicking. Sure, and sure. the fact is you learn so much from that. It's almost like, I don't think anything's ever going to be like that again, you know? <laughs> so, you know, but there, there's something really exciting. The other thing I wanted to point out is mm -hmm. I live in, um, I live and sell real estate mm -hmm. in a in a city which is in downtown Jersey City that's mm -hmm. on the waterfront. So for those wow. who don't know, we're right across from Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So we're all right on the other side of the Hudson River. So in Hoboken, I sell a lot in downtown Jersey City, mm -hmm. Hoboken and up the Gold Coast, which is okay. the waterfront of New Jersey facing Manhattan. Beautiful. So you get views in some of these places that are incomparable, mm -hmm. um, that are some of the best in the world. And you're looking at New York. Yeah. And in, in some of the spots, like in downtown Jersey City, Exchange Place, it's a five minute ferry ride to Wall Street. It's wow. a three minute path ride to Wall Street. So it's like you couldn't be more connected and yet you have magnificent views, incredible, you know, um, amenities and so forth, highly amenitized buildings. But what's so unique about that area and what I'm, what I get some, I'm, I'm doing some off market land deals right now with Beautiful. developers yeah. selling the projects and so forth and what what i love to talk about is there are thousands thousands it mm -hmm. probably is close to ten thousand high-rise very high um priced rentals mm -hmm. all brand new that have gone up all over Jersey City. Wow. The rents are skyrocketing. <laughs> they lease these buildings up so fast the minute they open. And what we're getting now, particularly since COVID, we had this mm -hmm. before, but we're getting it even more now, sure. is it's almost all people coming from Manhattan, Brooklyn, Long Island City. They're coming from California. They're mm. coming from the suburbs, empty nesters. Mm. And they're filling up these buildings. They're trying out, you know, do we like it? Do we want to stay? What do we think? We'll try renting first. <laughs> and those buildings are now kind of feeders into the brownstones and the condos huh. in Jersey City and Hoboken. It's it's kind of an exciting time in that way yeah. because I think it's building a basis mm -hmm. for huge growth here, mm -hmm. you know? So I love being part of that. You know, mm -hmm. I love running the stats and doing the data dumps and all of that and, you know, and kind of growing with the developers, if that makes sense. It does. And Diana, what's really exciting too, to, to your point is, all of the migration and growth that's happening in Jersey City and Hoboken, yeah. and, and to really see that 
um, that, uh, you know, entry sort of portal into the brownstones and the condos and, and how the market is shifting and adjusting into what we've been going through with COVID. I mean, this is live. So we're, uh, you know, December 21st, uh, you know, 2021 here. And, uh, when we're talking about all of the ebbs and flows and adjustments, I mean, we were talking a little bit in the green room before we were going live. And to me, it's just fascinating. And what, what a beautiful opportunity for people to really truly see that skyline. So uh, as you described it, it just seems beautiful. They can't believe it. They come over and they walk in. Joy of a penthouse right now that is absolutely stunning. And it's right on the waterfront. And literally, it's on the 46th floor. You literally look at, you see the George Washington Bridge, the entire panoramic view of Manhattan, all the way to the Statue of Liberty. I don't, I think there are very few places anywhere that you have that expansive a view. And it's it's mind boggling. And the building is a curtain wall of glass. Okay. So it's not just like floor to ceiling windows. It's the, the whole building is glass. So, um, you know, so it, they come out of New York and they're like, oh my God, we can't even imagine getting a view like this over there. Right. And, and, you know, twice as much space as they would for the same price. So wow. it's kind of, you know, it's exciting. And I used to live in New York. I never thought I would leave New York, you know? Yeah, sure. But, but I love that. And I love mm. seeing the excitement and having people explore. Mm. And we have fantastic restaurants, a lot mm. of you know, restaurant chefs and yeah. restaurant owners have come out from Manhattan, Brooklyn, <laughs> all over the place. So it's, it's, I love being part of that, the entire city changing like that. I'm an urban person. I've mm-hmm. never lived in suburbia. Sure. And, you know, so I, I love it, seeing all that change and it's changed so quickly. It's wow. amazing. I, yeah. I love it. And again, I, I, can, I can see your passion and uh, just the, the, the energy that, that comes out of you, Diane, it's inspiring. And, and obviously the people that love and respect and, and work with you on a daily basis and, uh, you know, they get that and the team yeah. and, and the community that you serve. I mean, it's just growing and expanding because of that uh, mentality, which I think is beautiful. Uh, I, I, we've we really going into this next portion, you, you, once again, you've dropped so much incredible information again, just markets and changes and evolution and sales and just so much just by itself. But I got to ask you because yeah. everybody that tunes in for the audience, they want to learn from the best and brightest. They, they want to understand how the Titans have really grown to where they're at and, and really seen that success and to whatever level that may be. So Diana, if, if you could look back at your career thus far yeah. and identify or pick or choose one or two things that you implemented that you really saw growth, you saw change in that for your business, what would that be? What advice would you give anybody watching or listening now? I think, um, you know, if you mine your database enough and you continually keep the, you know, keep the business flowing. Mm -hmm. I am a firm believer in teams. I truly believe as long as they are very, very much, you know, I was afraid in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that I, I have so many clients that they, I would, 
introduce them to a team member and they come running back to me. They're like, but we want Diana. We want Diana. She's like the superstar. I get that. I, is, I, I get that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but the thing is, over time, we've learned how to make the transition so well. Now, there are certain clients I will always work with myself. Sure. Yeah. And certainly if it's a referral and if I'm working with someone and I'm, I'm very good at kind of knowing who fits who, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, we have had such success from that and it's helped. You're just, you're just multiplying what you can do. You're just, mm -hmm. you know, it's growing exponentially that way. So, you know, I've never wanted to be, I mean, we do have some, mega teams in my area that are gigantic. I, that's not so much me. I like, I like to be very hands-on and mm. very involved, yeah. but you know, it definitely requires making sure you have enough business to be, you know, feeding them and mm. for them to realize they've got to be, you know, but you give them the tools, mm. you know, and the skills. And I would say that's probably been one of the things that that you know has been the most essential for my business yeah. and to stay very involved mm -hmm. you know sometimes sometimes when they're negotiating a deal and something's really tricky mm -hmm. i'll actually be the one they're writing like a really good email i must yeah. say <laughs> and you know answering some of their objections and their whatever and then they mm. send it as if it's them so sometimes i do that you know yeah, yeah. but but they love it and it's constantly teaching them mm. and constantly 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 learning i'm a sponge oh, and i, I think anybody who's good at what they do out there mm -hmm. it this is a it's an industry that's changing constantly oh, yeah. and yeah. if you're not staying on top of it and learning from other top producers. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in this. Yep. I'm all, I've never wanted to be the smartest person in the room. You know, I've <laughs> always been teach me, teach me. And mm -hmm. I absolutely know what I don't know, oh, you wow. know, and I, and I want to learn, but it's, it changes so much mm -hmm. that even when you think you got it down, it's always something new. Uh -huh. And the and the demographic sure. of our clients are changing. Yeah. And if you're not changing with them mm -hmm. and learning about what drives them and what motivates them and what frightens them and what makes them excited, you have to constantly stay on top of that. I mean, Diana, that that is such an incredible piece of advice all the way through from the team aspect of surrounding yourself with great people you know, to, to looking at it from understanding the markets adjusting, the consumers adjusting. And that last piece was so incredibly strong. It comes back, the, the, the continual message that I'm getting from you is just being a continual learner, always yeah. growing, always being a sponge, surround yourself with great people, but then really understanding what makes people tick, how they think. Yeah. Put, I, I have a feeling that you put yourself in people's shoes all day long. Bam, bam, bam. Okay. And yeah. that's, that's something that unfortunately not enough people do. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Look, it's not about us. It's about no. the people that you're working with, you know? Yeah. 
Can I tell a very quick anecdote? Any and I, anecdote, no time frame, anything. You, this is something I have remembered my whole life, and this was decades ago. Hmm. So even before I had my company and I did the training, I was an actress a million years ago. Get out of here! Cool. And yeah. no, and and I learned I learned an acting technique that forced you to focus on the other person. Absolutely forced you to focus and listen and mimic and mirror. Mm. And what it did was it took you out of that self-conscious thing of standing outside yourself and watching your own performance and Mm. really, you know, mining what was there in front of you and reacting to it. And there was a there was a um, book that was put out called Audition. And it was the best book on auditioning that had ever come out at the time and probably since. And it was by this author, Michael Shirtliff. Here, I'm putting in a plug for it all. But the thing is, he, he had in that book something I have never forgotten. And he talked about this. He talked about how actors are so, you know, they're so focused on impressing that they're not even paying attention to the person they're sitting in front of. Mm-hmm. And he said, you wouldn't believe, he said, how often actors will come in and audition in front of me. And they're so self-focused. And he gave this one anecdote in mm-hmm. the book where he was at the Ansonia Hotel in New York and he had auditioned like 300 and something actors that day for a part. Mm-hmm. Wow. And at the end of the day, he left, you know, the, the um, studio space and he was walking across Broadway and he said, here comes this actor who he had auditioned hours before earlier that day, walking towards him and he waved at the guy and the actor didn't even recognize him. No. And he said, this is the point. I saw over 300 people that day. And I recognized him and he didn't recognize me. Mm. And I've never forgotten that. And I thought, you know what? I think so many people, and it's one of the things that I teach, I tell that anecdote to my team all the time. I I take on new team members and I'm like, you know what, guys, you've got to walk out of there. Yes, it's important to impart your knowledge and how well you know the market and blah, blah, blah. But what's more than important than anything is to know that person when you walk out. Wow. You know, what? what is, you know, you need to find out 10 things about them mm-hmm. and what's motivating them. And so many people I know just don't do that. And they, it's amazing what they miss, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, wow. I don't know what got me off on that, but I always, <laughs> I think it's important, to, you know, it, listening, it's, yeah. it's listening. You know, but Diana, I thank you so much for sharing that. That is such a beautiful story to tell. And I know that that's going to ring into everybody who's tuning in and listening now, myself included. That's something that I'll never forget. Uh, it's unfortunately so many people are, are, are on such a fast track and we're, yeah. we're so forced and rushed all the time. Yes. Yes. And we're not taking the time to just be, to, to, yeah. to sit and have a conversation, to really get to know someone. To, yeah. to dive deep into their life and their dreams. And, you know, it's, it's always just, what do you need? What's going on? How can I help? Move I on. know, I know. And everybody wants to be heard. Yep. Everybody wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. And 
appreciated and, you know, and really listened to, you know, and, um, it, you know, and how can you possibly help them if you don't, you know, if you don't know what motivates them, how can you, how can you possibly help them? Hmm. And you know what, I think being authentic in that way is something that people see, they feel it, uh -huh. you know, and, and it resonates with them, you uh -huh. know, whether sometimes, whether they know it or not, it does, you <laughs> know. I, I would agree. And, and, um, you know, I guess shameless plug, I've, I've heard this time and time again, when I'm sitting with somebody, I'm with them and, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that I make sure that they feel it. Right. And no matter what's going on in my life, it's done. It's stopped as yeah. best of my ability. And I'm with that person at that time. Nothing else is happening. And when it's done, then I move on with life. And I've yeah. heard people say that. And it's a Maya Angelou quote. And I think it's hopefully I don't butcher it, but um, people don't care. Um, oh gosh, what is that? How does it go? People don't know how much people don't care how much, you know, yeah. until they know how much you care. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So yep. it, it's, yep. you got to let well, people, you, yes. you know, it's into and tying into our conversation. It's important that people know that you care and that, you know, you could be the smartest person in the world in the room. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but if they don't feel like they're being heard, yeah. if they feel like they're just, you know, speaking in circles, that's not going to make someone, you know, really connect. And that's a big portion into it. Um, you know, looking at it from the standpoint is people, this is another quote, and I forgot who this was, but um, people aren't necessarily going to remember what you said, but they're going to yeah. remember how you made them feel. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So tying further in again to what we're talking about, people and, forget. And in one thing about that, and in being really, you know, caring and listening and, and really caring for the client is mm -hmm. I know so many agents, we have we have some things and some new developments right now where the they're putting out outrageously high co-broke fees. Mm -hmm. I know so many agents that are pushing, pushing properties that are not the most appropriate for their client because the fee is so high. Wow. And I have told my team multiple times, mm -hmm. never, ever, ever. I don't care if it's the lowest commission out there, if it's the right place for them, it's going to come back to you tenfold. Wow. And I swear I have had, I, I, I mean, so much of my, you know, career has been referral based mm -hmm. and repeat clients and they come back and come back after years. They know it. I mean, they may not know it in that moment, but they will, in, they will know it somewhere down the line. If you're just pushing them to something because of the dollars you're going to make off of it. And if that's mm -hmm. the motivation in your career, Either you're never going to be long-term in this career or you're not going to be happy doing it because yep. it's not fulfilling, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and what is fulfilling is doing the right thing, you know, and I think sometimes we forget as realtors that sometimes we're at that crossroad mm -hmm. where it's a little tempting. It's like, Ooh, I could make 5% over here or I could make two over here, but I happen to know this is a much better fit on this side, you know? Yep. And, you know, look, we're all human, sure. but you've got to follow. If you follow the right path, even if they don't know it in that moment, they will eventually. And it always, always comes back to you. I truly believe that. And Diana, you, you're living proof of, 
you know, taking that to the, the, the highest of standards and, and really caring about the people that you're surrounded by. Uh, and that means, means a lot. And uh, again, to any real estate professional that's tuning into this, uh, once again, you're welcome, uh, you yeah. know, for hearing another perspective and, and seeing a, a true professional uh, every day, eat, sleeping and breathing what you do and, and caring to, to the where that hopefully everybody takes bits and pieces out of this and says, you know what, Diana's right. And, you know, there are times where we're human and we can look at things maybe more selfless. And look, yeah. we're all here to make money and support our right. families and our goals and our lives and our futures, but you got to have it in the right priority check. And this is not to, to step on a soapbox or make anybody feel bad. It's more of just a reminder. It's like, look, yeah. this is, this is how we should all be looking at it. It's, uh, yeah. You know, I, and I love that Diana. It's uh, th- I, I feel like I could hang out with you all day. I, I can see why your clients love you and the repeat and referral business is there is because the, the genuine nature is there. The warmth is there. The care is there. The connectivity is there. And uh, I just appreciate these conversations. I love them. These are my favorite. Um, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time and, and sharing your wisdom and, and your story. I, I really appreciate it, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this. I'm very passionate about it. And I thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, I, I just love it. And you're among so many incredible people. Uh, onto that, I do want to, if anybody uh, is really, really connecting with Diana and what she's saying and you know, really wants to learn more and go, Diana, what's the best uh, way for people to get a hold of you? And I, I, if you wouldn't mind saying it so that we can have it in the show notes, that would okay. be really great. So is it a website, social media platform? What's the best way? Website is fine. We just okay. launched our brand new uh, website, SutherlandGroup.com. And the spelling of my name is a little unusual. It's S-U-T-H-E-R-L-I-N. Perfect. So SutherlandGroup.com, you know, is, you know, certainly, and take a look at my website. I think it came out really nicely. Yes, it, it is beautiful. And I saw the skyline that you had mentioned. There's a, there's yeah. an incredible video reel at the very yeah. top of it. Oh, beautiful that's, that's actually from that penthouse it's it, just oof. stunning i mean it's gorgeous just get any better than that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt but i would encourage everybody please follow the group at really get involved with diana and what they're doing and uh check out the website as well and i'll have it in the show notes as always in the comments below but diana thank you again i do have to you, you are dubbed an official real estate titan. So that is a badge of honor that you can wear for life. No one can ever take that away from you. Uh, I always say there's no trophies or plaques, but uh, it's in your yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's there. Thank you so much. <laughs> for sure. Diana, you're the best. And everybody, thank you as always for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like here with North Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are in real estate and you're looking to grow and scale, your digital business, uh, please visit lionboltmedia.com. They got a free mini course on how to grow and scale for prospecting and, and all the way through, through lead generation, conversion, saturation. Uh, that's at lionboltmedia.com. So we are live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thank Thanks, you. Diana. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.